Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. And here we are after a great week. Slightly ruined at the end of the last of yesterday against Nottingham Forest, but we got a fantastic 3-0 win, which I predicted right in the predictors. I think it's finally just after halfway and 1-0 up. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we're also welcomed by Ange. Hello, Angela. Hello, you're sounding more like Steve Cooper than you are yourself, Ian. You, you're seeing things that aren't happening in the world. No, well, I'm still 1-0 up, so it's, it's one of them, really. 1-0 <laughs> up, it's taken four or five months, maybe six, before <laughs> I was predicting the score right, but we're there. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, you know, I was, uh, in, to coin the phrase, I was um, there for the taking, as old Mr Cooper said it. I mean, there can't be too many teams that have had 70% possession at Nottingham and then been there for the taking. Yeah, Steve Cooper needs to calm down whatever's in that coffee, I've got to be honest, a little bit of a nuts comment at the end, because Stoke really deserved that. But before we go into Nottingham Forest and Steve Cooper, we're going to have to first talk about the incredible scenes at the Bet365, where we absolutely destroyed Swansea City. Yes, I mean, what can one say other than we were fantastic? It was, it was a fantastic performance, probably the best of this season, which we say a lot, but I think this time it genuinely was. We completely well, it was outplayed until them. yesterday, because I think yesterday was the best performance of the season. I thought Stoke were brilliant. Yeah, but they drew 2 2. 3 0 on, went on Tuesday. That's the big yes, thing. Okay. <laughs> 3 0. We'll go into it. And to be honest, it was a. It was a Swansea are struggling, aren't they? I've got to be honest, they, they, I couldn't name a player. Well, they weren't as good as we've seen them in the past, were they? You know, they're, they're, they're nowhere near like we've expected them over the years. So I'm quite happy about that, really. Yeah, I know it's it's a great performance. We had Philogene Bedace. I've now got his name, even though the the announcer said it's a completely different name. Um, yeah, well, he, he he's heard on the grapevine that you've got the name right, so he's he's going to do a Nigel and just keep changing his name. <laughs> I think I think. I think it's a line that I'm the next commentator on to for BBC Radio Stoke. It's, it's I just, think so. It's I just a line, isn't it? It's, it's, it's there. It's, it's all going to happen, yeah. I'd be like that one, that person who waited for um, Tranmere Radio Station who, who couldn't, didn't have a very good vocabulary, but but everybody loved him. I could be that new bloke, could be the Stoke one. But anyway, we go into player ratings of Nottingham Forest and we go straight in with Joe Basic, who got a lot of stick online. I actually thought, I'm trying to be kind, but I actually thought that Joe Bursick was at fault with the equaliser. And when I say was at fault, I thought he tried to make the, the save look more important. Uh, for the free kick at the end, I think he was trying for Hollywood and um, he would have been better just trying to get over the over the bar. But before that, he made a, a couple of very good saves. He, he, he did a good stop on the one-on-one with Johnson, although he should have just blasted it over his head and then he tipped over another one from Johnson so I'm going to give him a 7 and I'm going to go over 6 I thought he was definitely at fault for the, for the equaliser he should have bat- he just, should have just punched that because it wasn't a very good free kick really it was straight at him nice height he had his hand fully on it really that should have been punched away or over the bar you know he was a bit too fancy dancy and I wasn't impressed with it at all to be honest he made some great saves like the tipper from Johnson there was a few good little touches, but he, he went into no man's land again for when Yates did score, which yeah. I wasn't impressed with as well. But he was okay. He, he did okay. He's still a young keeper, and we have to accept that. Right. So yeah, you, I'll go with that. Yeah. So we're going to. For me, he's the new Gary Neville, and that's Ben Wilmot. Right. Well, I'm going to go with Ben Wilmot. I think he's 
right. Well, um, I thought the new Gary Neville was going to uh, get another one of his goal of the month because uh, he, it was quite an inventive effort. He, he hit it with the outside of his boots uh, right at the start of the match and it hit the crossbar with the keeper completely beaten. I, I didn't think anybody thought it was going to go in, but... Uh, He's very good going forward now, old uh, Ben. So, for me, Ben's getting an eight. Uh, I'm going to give him a, a seven. I thought he was brilliant uh, yesterday at that right wing back role. I think it's a position that I've always said he should be playing higher up. I like his pace. I like it. The shot should have got... If that had gone in, it's goal of the season. Let's be yeah. honest. And it would have got a ten from ten from Len. But the, the thing is that it was just how enthusiastic he was to try and get us up the pitch is what I, I took most out of yesterday's game. And if he carries on playing the way he is, I think that position's his, to yeah. be honest, if he carries on the way he's doing it. Defensively, we know he's, he's, he's good, he's okay. But if, if he's bringing those kind of performances in from now till the end of the season, we've got, we've got the new Gary Neville, haven't we? Yeah, we could have. I, I wouldn't disagree with you. Because I think, to be honest, I've said defensive midfielder in the past, but I think we've got a new right wing back and he goes in with a good performance from me. Right, so the hero in the last time we played Forest with the beautiful goal that we took, Josh Tymon. Yeah, um, if I could just say at this moment, I was laughing uh, yesterday because the, uh, the press box at, at Nottingham Forest is you've virtually got the last row of the stand sitting on your knee. And I've never seen a more biased... I thought we were bad. I mean, they were having a go at the ref for the penalty, uh, saying he never touched the player. Um, and so straight after that, Tymon got the ball, and um, they, you know, after we'd scored, Tymon got the ball, and they all started saying what a load of rubbish he was. And I reminded them um, of a certain player who came of age when we played Nottingham the year that we got the own goal that kept them out of the playoffs they got quite hostile with me so I, I, I found it quite funny anyway he was up against that um, Johnson and Spence who were pretty nippy and I thought he was I thought he more than held his own I thought he was very good and I thought when he went forward he was good too so he is going alongside Ben Wilmot with me for another eight now this is going to shock a lot of people because I've been probably one of Tymon's biggest knockers um, on the public channels and the social media <laughs> but he's getting an 8 from me yeah you see you're just copying me aren't you I'm not copying you I'm not copying you because if I was cop copying you I would have gone for a 10 just to wind <laughs> people up but the thing is he'll get an 8 from me because he's come up against two of the best speedy players in the championship in my opinion in Spence and Johnson especially Johnson Yeah. and he, he, did, he didn't bother him he just no. held his own defensively, worked hard, but his attacking play this time was very effective. He was yeah. constantly trying to move the ball forward. He was trying to make space. He was shouting. He's been listening to the pod. There's there's no question of it. He's been listening to the pod and he's gone, that Ian knows his stuff. I better start shouting for the ball. And his performance yesterday was absolutely fantastic. For me, he's up there as man of the match. He isn't going to be, he's, he's, but he's, he's one of the better players yesterday. And that's more like it, Timon. So if you're listening, good job, lad. If you want any more yeah. advice, I'm here for you. Okay. Right, so now move into Phil Jagielke. Now, for a 39-year-old man, uh, who everybody thinks he shouldn't be playing uh, until they see him play, um, uh, he made one saving tackle in the penalty area in the first half. Um, in fact, he made a couple of really important tackles. 
He never stops talking all the way through. He's clearly a big influence in the team. And I was going to give him an eight, but I'm giving him a seven and a half. Uh, I'm going with a seven with Phil Jagielka. I thought he had a good performance, good leader. So two very important tackles that we saw. But for me, he was at fault for the first goal. Yeah, because that was his man. And he, he, yeah, but he was offside. I, I, know. I know. what anybody says, he was offside. I know, I know, I know. well, you're, you're sounding like them bloody forests uh, side now, aren't you? Offside, darling! Well, he was offside. <laughs> <laughs> but, he was offside, though, could you blame Jaggy Oh, that must have been a terrible place sit there, because he would have had forest being biased, you being biased <laughs> on the other side. I just put my head on the table when they scored. <laughs> going across, going, what have you ever won? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you ever won now. <laughs> he, he won so you have to have it written all the way around the ground. <laughs> That's the problem as well. Somebody said that at work. I went, are you on the, are you on, are you on the moon? <laughs> it was what, Forrest well, we ever won, who were they? We should have a big banner that says, won it two times, autographs three, won it two times, and we want to have that all the way there, around the ground, and then, oh, P.S. League Cup. Oh, uh, by the way, they've won it once. <laughs> <laughs> they've won it Only once. Only <laughs> once. Um, yeah, I thought I thought he was at fault for the for the for the player running away. That was probably the, the only time so far I've seen him play, and I had a bit of a fault with him. He lost his man, but he is thirty nine, so I can't really sit here and go, well, yeah, he, he, he got beaten. But you know, that's the only fault I've had. But it was a great performance, right? So now we move into Haywood Bellish. Howard Bellish. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, you said Haywood. Did I? Um, but you know, we won't make um, poems about that. He's no. Jason Bourne, is he? Um, <laughs> I think he's getting better and better with each game. I think he's a good defender. He's also very good on the ball. I mean, he's not Harry Suter yet, but he's young. And I would love to think that Stoke could uh, secure his services for next season. Um, I'm going to give him a seven. Yeah, I'm going to go over an eight for Balish. I thought he was brilliant yesterday. To be honest, he is a player that we need. If we want to go anywhere next season, we need him permanently. I don't care how much it's going to cost, how much it's going to be, we need to get him permanently. Because he can be a true spine alongside Jaggy Elka and more. And I, yeah. I think he's a brilliant player at reading the game. That's the one thing I notice about him, and I think he is so good at reading the game. Very similar to, um, what's his name, Ryan Shawcross when he was younger, before his injury yeah, started no, creeping in. Yeah, I disagree with you there. Because I think... Ryan, when he was a young lad, you could tell he was he was being well coached at United because when he came to Stoke, his his game reading and management was fantastic. And Baelish, Bellish, should say, is is exactly the same. Absolutely fantastic performance. Enough, they, they couldn't get round him. He, he, fantastic. Got to get this lad permanently because City don't want him. Get him in a, in a Stoke shirt permanently. Job one. Gets an eight from me, fantastic. Now we move into the player that I'm really annoyed with. Oh, now, now, this could be any one of the players left, but I'm suspecting it's Joe Allen. It's Joe Allen, yeah. We're going in with Joe Allen. I'll let you go right, first because well, I'm going to get really angry. I'm, I'm going to ask you to shut up now for the next five minutes while I say I'm not the biggest fan of Joe Allen, as you know. He's, I've not been the biggest fan of Joe Allen. But yesterday I thought he was making tackles that in the past he didn't. Um, when when Baker's shot hit the post, I thought he could have scored the header, but he came at him so fast, I forgive him for that. The one thing I was disappointed was, was at the time, when I saw it in real time, was the free kick from which they equalised. However, having watched it three times since at home, 
on a replay, I really don't think it was a foul. The only thing you can say is he gave the ref the decision to make and the crowd were desperate for for to get something from the ref and I, I didn't think he was the best ref in the world but um, you, you looked at it and I've looked at it several times and I do not think it was a foul. Having said that, he gave the ref something to do. He could have shepherded the bloke out um, and I'm going to give him a, a seven. He's getting a You're five. Four, aren't you? He's, he's getting his five from me. I thought, wow. I thought he was poor again. Again, simple passing. Again, to try and make himself look good. I thought he missed an absolute city when it came to it. I know it came quick, but I don't care really. You just nudge it to where he needs to go. I know balls can be hit quick, but the tackle, what was he doing that for at that time? There's no need. Just, 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 just get in front of him. You know, he didn't need to even lunge in. It was just silly. Just silly from an experienced pro that's played over 50 times for his country. I know it's only Wales, but he's played international football. He's played yeah. in quarterfinals, semifinals of the Euros. This is a man that shouldn't be jumping in like that when it, when we know they've got good players. Forrest, and they now score goals. They've scored so many this season. Poor, which is why he gets a five. Worst play on the pitch for me. Behind, obviously... Forest goalkeeper that we're going to have a laugh about after. But we go in now. He's my hero now, that Forest keeper. I think he is mine now. I think he's an absolute legend. But we'll go in now. Fletcher for winding him up, by the way, but there you go. For me, the best bit of business we've done for a long time, since well, since Nick Powell, basically, Louis Baker. Louis Baker exudes confidence. I think he's um, going to be a massive addition to the football, addition to the football club. He's so important to the team already. Um, he had that free kick which crashed against the bar, you know, the one that uh, he couldn't quite get in the net. I thought his penalty was great. Again, two penalties. I mean, this is unheard of at Stoke for years. But when he had all the time, you know, all the cavortings going on with the Forest players before, he just smashed it in the net. And I think um, he, he was almost man of the match for me for Stoke, but I'm going to give him an eight and a half. Uh, he gets a nine from me, Louis Baker, yesterday. Absolutely brilliant performance. Brilliant player. Uh, not, unlucky with the free kick that you've already said. I think the penalty was beautifully taken. Sent the keeper the wrong way, right in the top corner. It's unbelievable. You, you know, we, we, we've had so many penalties that with that bad, you might as well just pass it to the goalkeeper, which Benny Kofobi did once. The, the thing is, I think this player is going to be the spine of this team for the next four or five years, as long as we can keep hold of him. He's a player yeah, that's obviously... I, Go on. I, I would just say that um, you and me would have scored that penalty. You're up against Joe Worrell. You've only got to hit it hard. He isn't going to save it. Well, don't take anything away from Lewis Baker, eh? That's all no, I'm going to say. No, not. <laughs> not a great penalty. Even the best keeper wouldn't have saved that. But, you know, let's, let's be honest. Worrell was in goal, so... I don't, um, I don't know. He could have probably rolled him, but he scored. And in the past, we'd have probably hit the keeper. Yeah, that's the thing. And he get he gets man of the match for me, Lewis yeah. Baker. I thought he was brilliant Dilly. yesterday, absolutely brilliant. Dilly. Right, Dilly. no, absolutely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh, right, so now we move into Nick Powell. Right now, Nick Powell um, is still coming back. Everybody's got to remember he's been out for nearly three months, and I still don't think he's hundred percent match fit. Uh, which you would expect, but my word, he, he, he's getting better with every match. He was getting uh, in under their skins yesterday, and he flicked on the corner that Maggie got the equaliser from, and it was a good flick. Um, so for me, he's played better in the past. It, it wasn't one of his best games, but he made the flick on, and um, 
I just think he's going to be a massive person for us now in the, in this long running, and I'm giving him a seven. Uh, he gets a, a seven from me as well. Um, yeah, like you've already said, he got the flick on that got Madge the goal. To be honest, I don't think Madge needed to touch that from when I was looking back. I think he should have just left that so Nick Powell could get a goal, which would have boosted his confidence up. He's just he's just a little... You know, you'd hate play against somebody like Nick Powell, wouldn't you? Because he just sort of get jostles you and knocks you out the ways. He gets under your skin as well. Yeah, and he, he, see, he sort of knows when to run, when not to. He's, he's got that quality. He's a great player. He's a local lad. And to be honest, we need him now t- till the end of the season. Since he's come back, we've started looking like a good side again. And he's a big, big presence. Right, now we're going to move into probably another piece of genius side and a player we've got to get permanent. If we have to spend 50 million, we spend 50 million. And that is Jaden Philogene Bedace. Right, well, I said you were deluded before. There is not a cat in hell's chance of us getting Jaden Philogene Bedace. Firstly, I don't think we'll get him back on loan next season. I think he's that good he'll play in the Villa first team. And I think we have to enjoy him while we've got him. I've not seen a more lively, skillful player with pace, the pace that he's got. I mean, we've seen people running before, but they tend to forget the ball when they play for Stoke. And he made the equaliser, 100% made the equaliser. And apart from that, he had two or three fairly good shots himself. The one thing that impresses me other than his speed is he's impossible to knock off the ball and he doesn't have to put a shift in. He puts in such a shift and for me, he was man of the match and for me, he's getting a nine. Absolutely deluded, Andy. Right, <laughs> he gets an eight from me. I thought he was brilliant um, yesterday again because he was definitely, without question, that man of the match at Swansea. His skill in the way he moves with the ball, and I think we could get him if we got to the Premier League and they, and he, and they said you're not getting in the first team. We could get him. You know, we're a bigger team than Villa. What if they ever won? But it's all about that fan now. But. <laughs> I'll be honest, he, he, he's a player that's way too good for this level. You can, you can sense that already after, what, how many appearances is it now? Three, four appearances. He's way too good for this division. And yeah. yesterday, he just just was picked by Baker for me. But what a play we've got on his hands now. He could he could get us up for yeah, me. I agree. I, I think with that ability on the ball, that couple of, bit of bits of trickery, that, I mean, he's not Maju out the side now. And rightfully so, really. There's a better player there. But the options we've got as a side, we're looking very strong now compared to where we were before. And I think Philogene is just one of them players that's going to improve us majorly. But, you know, if we were doing one after the Swansea game, he definitely would have got man of the match. But this week, he just picked by Baker for me. Right, so now we move into Jacob Brown. I didn't think Jacob Brown played very well yesterday. He never looked like scoring. Having said that, most people don't think he ever does, but he's got nine goals this season. But he works so hard. His final play yesterday let us down a bit. I thought he wasn't... It, it wasn't the Jacob Brown that we um, saw in the last couple of matches. Uh, but you have to say, he keeps plugging away, don't he? He keeps trying and trying and trying, but I'm only giving him a seven. He's getting a six from me, um, Jacob Brown. I thought he was a. He, to be honest, it, it felt like he was marked well out the game yesterday. He was he was tireless. He never stopped, which is the I think the thing we admire most about Jacob Brown. He's improved drastically from last season, but to be honest, I thought yesterday he was marked out the game. He was struggling to make things work, and that's the reason why he's got a low mark. Yeah, I 
Okay. Right, so now we're moving to Josh Maggi. Yeah, well, um, I thought Josh Maggi didn't hold the ball up very well, he's, but he's a physical presence, and he has this knack of being in the right place at the right time to score the goal. You think it would have gone in, I don't think it would. Um, he looked a bit tired towards towards the end, which you'd expect. Uh, but because he scored, I'm giving him a seven. Uh, he's getting a seven from me as well, Josh Marge. He's he's not fit. You can clearly see the lad's not fit. But he was there. He was in the right place for the goal, which is a very good sign for somebody who hasn't played for an well off well pretty much half a season. You know, yeah. he's barely been training, but he scored twice in what three appearances, four appearances, yeah. which is incredible, really. So for me. It's just the waiting game now. We've got to give him a month, two months, get up to Matt Sharpness. And if he's scoring now, then what's he going to be like when he's fully fit? You know, he was in the right place for the shot. And he, to be honest, I think we've got a real gem there. He reminds me a lot of, I can't juice, but like consistent, <laughs> you know, already. I think, he, I think he's got that similar sort of touch, not that bobbling running around everywhere like an headless chicken, but he seems to know what he's doing. And I think it's a good signing. It's another good signing. Right. Moving to the substitutes, and Sam Lucas came on for Jacob Brown, which I'll be honest was needed at that point. Yeah, listen, I didn't think any of the subs really had a great impact in the game, and I thought the subs were probably too late again. Uh, I'll give of, of the three subs, I give Lucas a six. A six. Yeah. Oh, he gets a four out of five from me, like always, because. Well, you don't like him, do you? I think a lot is it to do with his hair colour. Well, no, because we all know that Klukas was my favourite player two years ago. For last season, I was cheering for him, but he, he's he's got off the boil. For me, he's the word, just a the word for you, Ian, is fickle. No, there's no such thing as that. You know, you're just <laughs> making words up now to try and embarrass me. But I thought he he ran around. Right, so now we move to the next one, and for me, not fit and clearly isn't, which is Thompson for Powell. Now, this one I thought wasn't a great decision, sub wise. Well, who would you brought on? Um, I probably just wouldn't have brought on Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, if you're thinking of bringing DiMaggio Wright Phillips on to play midfield, I think that's a. Uh, I didn't think he played very well, to be honest. I don't think he's 100% fit. Um, and I give him a five. Uh, yeah, a five for me. That's all I can say, really, to be honest. Right, now, um, Fletcher for Maggi, which again was needed at that time because Maggi was fading out the game. Yeah, well, I think Fletcher is. Um, is seen his last starting days at Stoke, if I'm being honest, unless we have a mad load of injuries. Um, but Fletcher was very good at, at getting under the skin in the few minutes he was on of the Nottingham players. Um, and for that reason alone, I'll give him a six. Uh, he gets a five. Yeah, he hustled and bustled, but he didn't really do a lot. Now we go through the subs here. Bonham, Smith, Mui and Wright Phillips. Why didn't Wright Phillips get an appearance here? Well, who would you have brought him on for? I would have brought him on for Powell. Yeah, OK. See, I'd have brought more on for Powell at that stage because I thought we were... When we got to the stage that we got the equaliser, you know, I, I would have loved him to blow the final whistle then. Then we get the... Uh, let's, you know, let's just look at the fact that we got that penalty. In all my years of watching football, uh, at any level... I have never seen the goalkeeper do that, ever in my life. And all credit to Phil Jagielka, because he barged into him. 
And um, he thought, right, I'll have you. But to do it in the penalty area in front of the ref, uh, I just thought it was priceless. And, and that goalie goes down in, in my list of goalkeepers I will always love to watch. Um, because he's, he's nothing if unpredictable, isn't he? I, I love him. I think he's a great goalkeeper, I do. And to be honest, I think next time next time you have a meeting at Stoke, I want you to put forward a statue for Samba outside in, <laughs> outside Delala's bar so we can all yeah, have a point well, to that. He looked like he'd had a few when he was taken off. But <laughs> I, when, you, when you think of it, right, they're going to be without him now for three games, aren't they? Well, yeah, because it's descent. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's, he could actually, I don't know who their other goalkeeper is, but let's hope that um, he has a a bad time as well because if if there's some if there's a manager that I can honestly say was deluded it was that bloke yesterday if he thought Stoke were there for the taking we had 70% possession of the ball what match did he watch I, d- I don't know to be honest I think I think Mr Cooper is a bit of what is is a bit of a nutcase to be honest he's not he's, he's a very unattractive man we've got to be honest and that's not me that's a few women who, who so. Now, you see I, I think that's that's harsh bringing it, that in because there are some that would say that our own is not an oil painting right but but beauty is below the skin and um, I don't think Mr Cooper's got much if that's that's his analysis of the football man there's, there's, look there's ways isn't there managers see games differently because they have to and they want to see the positives but okay he could have just said he thought they were worthy winners but let's be honest they weren't and he was just completely deluded oh no he's absolutely crazy and and no, no, there's this beauty beneath the skin, but with him, obviously, he's got a big ego to go with the ugly looks, which doesn't go, which doesn't go well, doesn't bow well. I mean, to be honest, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like him as Stoke manager. I've got to be honest. I think Michael O'Neill isn't sort of painting like you said, but yesterday's some of the garbage he was coming out with just sound bitter and silly. Yeah. To be yeah. honest, and it, it, just, yeah. just, just grow up, just grow yeah. up. That's all I can say. I mean, it's not, it's not our fault. Your goalkeeper decided to slap one of our players in front of the referee. You know, you have to take it on the chin. Simple as that. Right, so we move in now to the overall rating of the Stoke performance. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8. God, you've got an eye there. Very high. I'm going to go for 5. What? Well, now I'm being serious, a 5. I thought thought we should have won the game. And we dropped away. I I can't believe it. I'm devastated. I thought... I thought we completely outplayed him, and I am joking. It is going to be, it's going to be an eight. I thought they were a very good performance, and I think we were just unlucky at the end of the day. I think Berzik, it's to me, it goes down to two silly bits of madness: Berzik not putting the the shot over the bar, and Joe Allen deciding to put his foot in on the ninety second minute. That's that to me is is the reason we only got a point yesterday, and it's just a couple of silly moments for me. I'd drop Joe Allen for Jordan for Thompson as soon as he can get him fully fit. And I'll let him go at the end of the season, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, well, that's what you're entitled to. The same as Steve Cooper. The difference being, I'll tolerate yours because um, there is a, a modicum of honesty and perhaps a little bit of nuance in it that I think you're trying to get under my skin. But that man's completely deluded. I, I, I could get under your skin easy. I've just done yeah. it then. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, that's not for the public consumption here. All I can say is, if, if if we were in the pub and you and I said five, you would have gone for me. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say. But 
Right, so now we'll move into Michael O'Neill's rating. Right, now, um, I thought he, I think he has turned the, he's obviously realised that what he was doing pre the transfer window wasn't enough. And I think it's probably one of the best transfer windows we've had. And the team clearly are behind him and the new players are great. I thought they played really well yesterday and he had everything right apart from the subs I'd have made him earlier. Um, So I'm giving Michael O'Neill a seven. Uh, I'm going to give him a seven as well, to be honest. I'm going to go in with that because I think at that point of the game when he decided to take off Nick Powell, I think it was screaming for somebody to keep the pressure on Forrest, which was which for me would have been right, Phillips, because Jordan Thompson, I'm sorry, but he isn't fit. He's clearly not fit. No, uh, he isn't. And for me, when he brought him on, I think we started to drop deeper. I know we got the goal, which was a penalty, really, but we started dropping deeper from that point, and it, we were playing into Forrest's hands, and that, they, they managed to get the equaliser. I mean, if we brought Phillips on, it would have brought a freshness into the midfield. I'd like to see... Um, DiMaggio playing a more central role to see what he could do in that role yeah. rather than, you know, bringing on a, 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 a technically another holding midfielder. And I thought it was a bad decision. Um, I think uh, the other substitutes were right. I think Madger was fading away. And I think Jacob Brown was, was not, it was, wasn't his day at all, Jacob Brown. But for me, I would have thought if he was going to bring on Thompson for anyone, it should have been Joe Allen because it, it was just a liability for me. Is, yeah. it, is it quite clear I'm not a big fan of Joe Allen? Mm, okay. It's quite Have you noticed that we're quiet now? Yeah, it's, it's, well, that, that's, that was just a bit of quiet, so the, the listeners... It was a reflection. Yeah, it was... It was a reflection, Ian, on should I address this deluded one's comment or should I just let it wash over my head? So I've done that. Well, don't call yourself deluded, Ange. Come on, you're not that bad. <laughs> but all I'm going to say is that... I left a moment there so that people could think about it themselves and agree with me that Joe Allen is time to go. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I know Tim Tim from my place won't like that. He loves him. He's, he's got posters up of him and everything, Tim. If, if they could keep Joe Allen on a much reduced contract, would you keep him? No. So you really don't like him that much? It's not that. It's, it's just a player that, for me, I don't think he wanted to drop with us in the first place. His performances aren't good enough. And... What's the point of keeping hold of him? He won't want to be a bench player because I think we can get a better player in the summer now we can spend again. Who can play in that role? We've got Louis Baker. We know Thompson's good when he's when he's fully fit. For me, it's time to go. I, I just think it's time to go. For me, I, I, once a player starts fading away, in my opinion, it's time to freshen it up. Now, he's been a good servant. He's been with us a long time. It's, what, six years, is it? Seven seasons? He's yeah. been with us a long time. So he, he, he has all my credits for him. But he's let us down since he dropped to the Championship. Well, he hasn't let all of us down, but he's let me down. I expected him to rip this division apart when we dropped. And he's done nothing but... He's done the complete opposite of that, in my opinion. A couple of good performances here and there, but no dominance at all. And for me, once his contract's up, I'd let him go. Would you? Um, I probably would. But we need a replacement. Well, that's what I mean. But we can get Philogene Bidet's 50 million. Bargain. Let's get him in. Yeah, okay, and then we drop out of the league, a bit like Derby, because of, of uh, stupidity. Yeah, well, yeah, well, obviously I didn't mean the fifty million. If we can get him for fifteen, what a bargain! But <laughs> yeah. in the modern day market, it's absolutely no chance. 
Right, so before we move on, we're going to have a mention of Gordon Banks because it is, is it is it a year now or two years since the passing? Was it this week? Um, it's uh, a, is it two years? Gosh, how awful! And he's a friend. Um, it's coming up, and he will always be one of my ultimate heroes at the football club. One of the blokes who joined the club, stayed at the club, stayed in the area and became an honorary Stokey. And as we said before, we had two, we've had two great icons so far at our football club, Stanley Matthews and Gordon Banks, and um, both should always be remembered by the footballing fans of Stoke City. Yeah, I second that. I think Gordon Banks is one of the major reasons why I supported Stoke when I was young, because you've got to remember when I was young, Stoke were garbage. I've got to be honest, we're in the third tier. You know, all, all my glory on team fans at school were all Man United fans. And, but isn't it great now how crap they are? Because I'm giving them stick now, it's great. But <laughs> the, the thing is that Gordon Banks, for me, is a Stokey, in my opinion. I, I think ever since he joined the football club, he fell in love with this club. He's, he's been around it ever since, even, even until he obviously sadly passed away. I think that... He, for me, he goes down as one of the greatest players of our history. Of our history, he's up there, obviously with Sistan. But I've always, I've always backed this that we never saw Sistan at his greatest, did because of course the Second World War and and obviously then he went to play for Blackpool for many years. We we didn't really see the great great like Blackpool did, and but Banks we saw the best and he had to retire early, obviously because of a eye injury. I think he was only thirty once, twenty nine thirty when. Yeah. He sadly lost his eye, which so we never really saw Gordon in his peak as well, really, because goalkeepers tend to get into their peak between thirty and thirty-five. So how good he good could he have been if it wasn't yeah, for the losing the eye? He could have been incredible. You know, for me, he's the greatest of all time. I've, I, and we all there's a lot of people going on about Yashin because he won the the what was it the Ballon d'Or, but for me, the greatest goalkeeper of all time is Gordon Banks, and and he was Stoke, and that's. That's the greatest compliment we can give him, really, isn't he? It is, it is, yeah. I hope the club do something major for it when it comes up, obviously, to the occasion. And I hope there's going to be something similar to what happened last time, where we had the you know, the whole sort of stands where it put up the flags and everything and had the shirt. I thought yeah, that was yeah, absolutely brilliant, that was. Absolutely brilliant. And I've always thought that we should have some kind of... Do you know, like in Italy, where they put the big cutouts giant cutouts in front of the ground in front yeah, of the fans yeah. I'd love a Banks one for Stoke uh, so before yeah, the game great, so put that as an idea actually for next time we come up like some kind of plaque or something that we could use in the ground because I know they do it a lot in Italy don't they where you yeah. know Beresi and Inter Milan and you know Zanetti and all those players they always do that and I think it's a great idea just makes us a bit different from everyone else right so now we'll talk about uh, the next game which is Birmingham City, isn't it? Yes, and I think that's going to be really, really tough. I do, to be honest. We, we never tend to do well against Birmingham either, do we? No. I know we finished on yesterday's match, but every time Sam Surridge got near the ball yesterday, I was expecting him to smack it in the net from wherever he was, but he proved again to me that he's not... Listen, he had a bit of a hand in the, th- in the, in the, in the equaliser because he was in the penalty area, but... Um, I think we've done well to get rid of him. Uh, so, looking at the, with the same sort of eyes at playing Birmingham, we've got the great Ryan Woods, haven't we? And um, Scott Hogan is there too. And you just know that they'll be up for the game. But 
they're getting tougher and tougher to play against and I think it will be a much more difficult game than we expect but next week um, they've got them on the Saturday and Luton on the Tuesday haven't we it could be the Wednesday but I think it's the Tuesday and those two matches for me are the make and break matches of Stoke's season because I do think if we get six points from those two matches then we're really well back in it and we'll talk about the Luton game obviously after the Birmingham game but I think the Birmingham game is going to be very, very tough, but I do think we'll we'll win it. What do you think? Uh, I think we'll I think we'll comfortably beat Birmingham. To be honest, they're they're a, they're, they're a team that's not going to go anywhere. Birmingham, uh, we know we know they've had financial problems, this, that, and the other. But they're a Lee Bowyer team. They they they're tough to get round. But I think with the quality we've got now, with a, you know a Philogene and and I think Magic, if he gets if he gets a sniff at goal, he'll score. He's one of them type of players, Magic yeah. for me. I know he missed the city. Pretty much against Swansea, but he's not fit. Birmingham, you know, I think Jukovic is still there, NT, and you know Ryan Woods, who let's be honest, was garbage for us, um, and Millwall and everywhere else. He's been out on loan. He, a bit of a, to be honest, Scott Hogan still got still carrying about four stone too much. For for me, I think I've got a feeling we'll we'll get a comfortable win. To be honest, yeah. against Birmingham, yeah, I'm real I'm really confident now because of the way we're playing. Because yesterday we were unlucky. It was just a, a silly decision from Allen, a silly decision from Bersey. Other than that, we should have won that game. No question. We outplayed him. Philogene was, was murdering him. Powell, they couldn't control. We've got a real forward line now, which we didn't have before Christmas, before obviously this transfer window happened. You know, we've bought really needed players in. Like, are you going to take it back now that you thought we, we didn't even need a centre-back at all? Well, he's bought two in, and we're looking a hell of a lot better. <laughs> well, three, don't, sorry, don't three. Don't blind me with facts, here. <laughs> right. I'm going to... No, I would have rather uh, had two prolific goal scorers. But no, I take your point. Uh, and whilst I don't think I'm wrong, maybe there was a compromise where we could have had one centre-half and one striker. Oh, but then we would have missed out on Jaggy Elke and Liam Moore, and that... Oof, come on, you've got to go. You talk about Liam Moore... I think he will change the team this weekend, and I think Moore will play in it. I, I do. I hope. He, I hope he does come back in because I, I, I really rate him. Uh, I'd go back with a back three against Birmingham and try to break through the wings because they're very slow. Birmingham. They're not a very quick side, which is statistically put up. They aren't very quick. They're 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 a bulldoze. They're a peelers team. They're a bulldoze team. They try to bulldoze the ball in the back of the net. But when you've got quality defenders like Hayward Ballish, who can read the game brilliantly, you've got Jagielka that's got the experience, Liam Moore there who's got bags of experience at this level. Because for me, Liam, Liam Moore reminds me a lot of a Wayne Thomas slash Leon Court for me. Probably can't make it in the higher division, but at this division is what we need. I'd go with a back three against Birmingham just to keep us solid against that those big, massive juggernauts they've got up front. Like Jukovic and, and and all the other players, just just keep it solid and then yeah, break on but, with the pace. But our record against Birmingham isn't isn't been great over the years, and there's also something that you, you're not you've not really mentioned, and I haven't until now. But I'm not sure Nick Powell will be fully fit for next Saturday. When he came off, he was holding his hamstring. Well, if he isn't fit, then we bring Dimaggio in and see what he can do in the centre. That's just what you I see, do. I, I I think that Sawyer's will be. Probably oh. next weekend. I know. I feel the same as you. But um, you, you've also got Vrancic, who must be close to being fit again. Um, and out of the two, I would play Vrancic. 
um, out of him and Sawyer's. But I, I just think uh, Powell, um, it was his hamstring, and I'm not so sure he'll be he'll be fit. I don't know why. Why I've just realised. Yeah, Romain Sawyer's is still at the club, isn't he? Oh God. Yeah, and nearly back fit, but. The beauty of it now is that you can't pick the full time. Nobody knows, do they, with those players, what team we can we can pick. Well, yeah, because you know Campbell's going to be out, but I don't think it's going to be as long as we think. Philogy might need a rest, to be honest, but sh- should be all right with no midweek game. T- to be honest, I'd go if the forward line wouldn't change it unless Powell is injured. Then I'd bring. He, is ma- he definitely is injured. How badly his hamstring was, I don't know. But it's not concrete yet. The club haven't said anything yet. No. Well, they, well, they are didn't then, say so. anything about Tyrese Campbell, did they? And he's out at the moment. Well, let's just hope that it's not as serious as we think and he's back to the Luton game. But I'd give Demarjo a go in the in the, in the camera roll, see what he can do. Let's see that pace. Because the thing is, they're a slow team. I think their back line's very experienced, getting get on a bit. You know, you get Philogene, Demarjo and, and Mark Maggi running at them. Yeah. It's going to murder them. And we'll go, which will put us into now, prediction time. What are we going to go with? Against Birmingham, 2-1. 2-1? Yeah. I'm getting 4-1. You completely, have you been working all day? Have you been on double time or something? Yeah, I've been on double time today and I'm feeling confident. And I've got to be honest, after the performance we've got, we scored seven goals in two games. And I've just got a feeling... If he puts if he puts the, the pace on Birmingham, we'll get round him very easily. See, yesterday, I think every Stoke fan listening to this, and certainly every Stoke fan that was there, when we got two one up and he gave seven minutes of injury time, I immediately and it, I, listen. The only time I didn't actually think we got a problem this season was when we were three up against Cardiff and they went equalised at that point. But our ability to hang on to a lead bothers me, and. It could cost us a place in the playoffs, as you know, because we've lost that many points when we've been ahead. But Birmingham are a really competitive outfit, and, and I just don't want it to be like 2 1 with a couple of minutes to go because I, I, I really wonder if we can hang on. But when, then you look at all the teams who've played this season, and the only team I think is uh, is better than us, is, is, and I mean way better than us, and we almost got a point against them, is Fulham. So, therefore, I think we'll beat Birmingham. I don't think it's the be-all and end-all, because I think we have to beat Luton as well. But when you look at the, the, the matches we've got coming, there's, there's, I think it's eight or nine massive games before we get to April. And, and five of those, four of those are in March, and I think everyone's a winnable game. So, I'm optimistic, but not as optimistic as you with the 4-1. No, I just, I, I, like I say, they're a slow team. And we, when I look at Philogene Bedace and the way he runs with the ball, we've got to utilise him. And the thing is, if he plays on the left with DiMaggio Phillips in the middle, we're just going to yeah. back, we're just, they're just going to fly around him. I've, I've seen how slow they are. We know how slow Ryan Woods is anyway, because we've seen him in a Stoke shirt. If we yeah, put if we put three at the back and play his old system, we'll kill them. We'll absolutely murder them. I tell you that right now because they're a purely side. And whenever you play, used to play sort of a fast, fast. Purely teams couldn't handle pace, could they? That was their weakness at times. No. Just fly at them. Get. But I tell you what. I think I think we'll be two 0 up at half time. I do. 
And I think we'll go out and absolutely... I think they'll pull one back and then we'll score two more because they'll try break through. you just got to hit them on the break. You hit Birmingham on the break, which all the sides have been doing. I looked at the stats yesterday. You you break on the counter, they are too slow to get back. And we've got pace to burn. We, our team's so quick now. It's just a shame Campbell's injured because we could have put Campbell on the right, DiMaggio in the middle and Philadelphia and Bidace on the on the left. No chance. They just wouldn't be able to handle them. Unless they bring some other players in that I don't know, some youngsters perhaps or whatever, I can't see them handling us. And what do you, um, you know, when you say you can't see them handling us, do you, do you honestly think we've got four goals in us? Yeah. With the new signings, I do. Phil Jean could, take up, could score two on his own. He's that good. Yeah. He's that good. Fair enough against Forest, but Swansea, he absolutely murdered them. He couldn't. Oh, yeah, it was a, it was. It's that. That's the first time since a, a Pete Arnautovic where I've seen a player single-handedly ruin a team. Yeah. And that's exactly what he was doing. And it, the thing yeah, is, we, we we've got one hell of a player there. He's he's yeah. way too good for this division, and he's proved it against Forest now as well. He's pre, he's too good for this division. And I don't, yeah. I don't, you know me. I don't get excited. I'm very much a realist, a realist, real, get the words out. I'm a realistic person, which is what I do with me, with me um, player ratings, which is what I do throughout. But I've watched him twice now in a week. That lad is something special, and we've got him till the end of the season. Yeah, and we need to make the most of him. And he could get us in the play. He could get us up. Never mind just to the yeah, playoffs. He He's that 100%. good. And the thing is, we against somebody like Birmingham, who was slow. I mean, name me a player that can score goals on their side. Oh, don't say that, Scott Hogan. Yes, a fat, a fat lad who couldn't get in the Villa team. <laughs> Let, let's be honest. Now you know this is going to come back and haunt you for next week, and it, we're going to say, well, I, I, fat lad three. No, because that's 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 your Stoke on Trent coming back. Oh, it could have been a fiver. But <laughs> the, thing, <laughs> the thing is, that fat lad won't get round Liam Moore if he plays. Bally no. shall be mopping up. You've got Jaggy Elke. You've got you. The signings we've made. This is the first time, and and funnily enough, it's I think Skulls had left before we signed off these players as well. Yeah. We've really brought quality in. That Bellish is too good for this division. Liam Moore, he's like a Leon Court, very experienced at this level. Jaggy Elke, yeah, he's lost his pace, but experience wise and yeah, tactical but he, wise, he reads the game so well. Exa- exactly, fantastic signing. Every signing I've seen us make this time has massively improved us. Magic, when we get him on a permanent basis, if we don't go up, he'll rip this division apart next year. I know how good he is. I know exactly how good Magic is. He's a real quality player that just didn't want to live in France. And I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to live in France. No, I wouldn't either. Well, there we go. So, you know, we've got we've got a good game coming up and I think we'll give him a good pace, you know, really do. There's good. confidence well, I'll go in with that and I'll be the first person to congratulate you if we pace them by four. Well, if I go 2-0 up with, next week with a 4-1 win, if I don't get on the Supporters Council next year, it's, up, it's over. It's simple. Yeah, it's, not only is it over, I think the whole thing should be disbanded. <laughs> That's it, get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> right, so before we get too excited about the 4-1 win against Birmingham, it, the ladies, how did they get on this week? Well, the ladies um, have... They call, you have to call them women now, you know. It's uh, seen as derogatory to call ladies ladies. So it's actually <laughs> called women, right? Um, Don't call ladies ladies. are you ready for this? They were 1-0 up at half-time against Brighouse, and I'm going to ask you to guess the score. 
Five nil. If they were one nil up, you think they won five nil? They actually won three two at Brighouse. Oh, I don't even know so where Brighouse is. Victory and the reserves haven't played. I presume it's waterlogged or something, but the reserves have not played. Where's Brighouse? Is that is that made up? Yorkshire, Halifax. Isn't oh, it? not Yorkshire. They should get, well, Brighouse, yeah, and I think I think the actual game was moved to another centre because the weather was so um, so bad. So that good, you know, good that they played, and the and the reserve match was against Lincoln. And that's been postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. Right, there we go. All the information for the week has come out. There we go. So, I say thank you, Ange, for that. Another podcast done. It's great. And thank you for indulging me and accepting the fact that uh, you're not always right. I'm always right, you know this. Okay. So, that's another one done. Loads of jokes. I've got under Ange's skin for the first time, I think. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure... You tell your friends about it because word of mouth gets it round better than anything else and I want as many Stokies listening to this as we possibly can because it's for you guys that we put it out. It is a bit of an hobby, but it is aimed at you Stoke fans. If you like listening, make sure you join us on any podcast platform. We're on them all now, so just get on there and add and share. But if you're on iTunes especially, if you can give us a five-star review, it means a hell of a lot and it means a hell of a lot for the podcast as well. Plus... We're on all social media now. We're soon to be going on TikTok. and We're going to start doing, I don't know, silly Stoke videos. We'll see how it goes. So thanks for listening. ta all the best.